You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! We'll do it live! Welcome in everybody to another episode of the OKC82 Podcast on this beautiful Friday night here in Chesapeake Energy Arena. Is it beautiful? We don't know. It is. I have no idea. Is it we, raining outside? Well, we haven't been outside in quite some time now, so if it is raining, I'm going to be we hated not rim, happy. We hated Mass and we hated on those jersey chasers that were sitting right behind the uh, Thunder bench. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to be cold. Like, girl, you're going to be cold. Yeah, hey, do and it for they, the fashion, they though. They had their coat in the locker. Like, they had probably, coats they on, but they, they had tiny they little were tiny tops. tiny tank tops but we're not here to talk about tiny tank tops we're here to talk about the thunder's big overtime win tonight 139 um, to 127 yeah. in ot good for you connor because i actually <laughs> forgot the final score it's okay so yes big overtime win for oklahoma city finally back in the win column wait a minute who are we oh i'm madison morris okay and that's connor Ayubi. this I, is I'm connor Ayubi. yeah, yeah. I'm, who are you i am adam francisco Ah, joined by the Suave Report. I really wish. His voice sounds a little bit different. It kind of sounds like Brady Trantham, but it's actually Suave. Oh, it's that guy. Uh, Oh, yeah, it actually is Brady. So here we are. Yeah, the Thunder did a good thing tonight. They won a game. They did. They are now 9-12. and The the 8th and the 7th seed in the Western Conference now have losing records. What is this, the Eastern Conference? This is kind of ridiculous. Um, Man, Minnesota is big mad right now. (laughs) They're pissed off. Let's get right to that, and then we'll talk about a few things here and there that happened prior, because there are some cool things and some bad things with Thunder. So, Minnesota is in prime position to win this game. Like, if you looked at the win probability that they do on ESPN, it probably said Minnesota 99.99% are going to win this damn game. I'm not going to lie. I had, like, the full drafts typed out. Like, Oklahoma City Thunder can't close out another one. Like, yeah. I was they, fully ready to drop the we lost. They win. blew a 10-point lead. Yeah. I even tweeted that out, and then I had to quote tweet it and says, well, Minnesota started missing free throws. Mm-hmm. Not only did uh, they start missing free throws, Carl Anthony Towns misses a free throw with 1.2 seconds left. They're up. They're up. Two, or they're up they're one. Up to, they're up two at that point. They're up one because he makes the second one. Okay, yeah. So he misses the first one, up one, and then Jordan Bell is starting to check in. And then Chris Paul just screams at Scott Foster and says, <laughs> his jersey's untucked, his jersey's untucked, which is a technical foul. It's yep. a delay of game penalty. And Scott Foster called it, which yes, allowed Dale Gallinari to go shoot a technical free throw on the other end. He hit it. Put them. No, they were up two. You were correct. Yeah. So, that put so them- now they're up one. Now, okay. This after, is crazy. After Gallinari hits the free throw, now the Thunder are losing by one point. Yes. And he's got, and Cat has one more free throw. Yes. And Cat goes and scores, which allows Stephen Adams to have the inbounds pass. And he throws a full court pass to Dennis Schroeder, who's it was well, de- who's well defended. Very uh, well okay. defended. Time. Yeah. Time. But he threw it right over the left shoulder, allowed Dennis Schroeder to catch it. And then as he's like, you know, carrying his forward momentum, mm-hmm. he just turns his head. And kisses it off the glass Lays right at the buzzer. It was beautiful. Adams has got it. that rugby experience, dude. He put that thing on the money. Yeah, it was yeah. a perfect pass. He's done this before. Um, it's, I mean, it's thank God ridiculous. this wasn't in his canner or the ball would have just been thrown at some <laughs> fan sitting in section 110. <laughs> but, no, it was a uh, quite a miraculous finish for the Thunder considering, like we just said, they did have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They were up 10 with five minutes left. And then they just absolutely blew it. But yeah. it, it that would have been just another normal Oklahoma City 2019. Yeah, kind of expecting yeah. nothing out of the ordinary there for sure. But uh, Minnesota is—they were the seventh seed coming in, but they're also not that 
they're, they're really not that good either. The seven they were missing down in the Western yeah. Conference right now is not like locks for the mm. playoffs at all. So there's a lot of parity going on in that area, and the Thunder are right in the mix with that. Now, thankfully for the Thunder, Andrew Wiggins did not play tonight. If oh, he had man. played, they would have lost by forty. Whole they would have lost by forty. Story. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was kind of crazy. It would have been a bloodbath. No, but I've got to give a lot of credit to the Thunder because. Not only did they have a little bit of adversity going into tonight, obviously no Hamadou Diallo. Uh, Terrence Ferguson was a late scratch tonight with a hip contusion, Mm -hmm. uh, which don't know how that occurred, don't know how that happened. But he's out. The Thunder also suspended Deontay Burton. The the wings are just kind of a little bit of... Abdel Nader got the start at the three. He did. Yeah. Big time for Abdul. Yeah, Abdul Nader got to play. Lou Dort got to come and step in. Lou Dort made probably the biggest play in the game by getting a loose ball, which ended up not mattering. Was that, the, the, was that Lou Dort's first minutes of the season? His first game of the season? Yeah. Yeah. yeah first he hadn't NBA played before. Well, for the NBA, yeah. yeah. He's been in the G League this whole time. And doing pretty well. Doing think, really in well in the G League. Yeah, 20, but it 20 obviously gets called up, like and that. that made a difference. No, but, but again, like, this team... Like we said, if they had just blown that fourth quarter lead and lost, it had just been, well, okay. They're just simply not good enough to get over the hump late in games. And especially when they're missing people with injuries. Now, thankfully, it took a miracle for them to get even get into overtime. But they got to overtime, and then they put their foot on Minnesota's throat, which is exactly what good teams can do. And I'm not saying Oklahoma City's a good team, but they took a step in the right direction with yeah. a lot of adversity going in tonight. So, I mean, it was a great win, and they've got a hell of a road stretch coming up, and they really needed this win if you care about winning in the short term. Absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah, especially, like Brady said, they're going to be on the road for, what, five games. It's going to be a hard stretch for them, especially, like, they haven't been too successful on the road. If you've been paying attention to Thunder basketball, that hasn't been a strong suit for them. And so I really did not see this going well for them, uh, especially after they blew that 10-point lead there at the end. I kind of thought this was going to be another really tense and stressful locker room, and then obviously they were going to go on the road and just not do very well. Uh, but how the tables have turned, yeah. fellas. I went into the uh, Timberwolves locker room right afterwards, and those guys were pissed off, I yeah. tell you what. Jordan Bell wouldn't even talk to us. He stormed right past the media and said, I'm, I'm trying to save my money, meaning if he was going to talk to us, he would have said something that uh, reflected or that the league wouldn't have liked very much, some, some trash talk on the rest, because I'm sure he was not happy about getting the game-deciding mm-hmm. Uh, untucked jersey call for the technical, uh, and then we'll talk your jersey in, man. Yeah, I mean that's we'll a game. Talk I, I, get, I get both sides. I, I get both sides because I'm sure because Chris Paul said that it happened earlier in the game and it didn't get called. And so yeah. if you're Jordan Bell, if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, you're like you're thinking, oh, so you're going to call it now? Yeah. I, but I again, mean, it's still a rule, and if you. If you screw up, then you screwed up. So I'm sorry, Jordan Bell. This is your fault. It's a pretty ridiculous you, you way to nobody, lose. You have nobody it's kind of to funny. blame but yourself. And yeah, it sucks. Unfortunately for him, it resulted in quite the turn yeah. in the game. So it is what it is for Minnesota. But these were two average to a little bit below average teams, and they put up an entertaining game on a Friday night. It's a good fight. Um, the, like I said, the Thunder needed this one. Oh, badly. They, should we talk about the end of the Indiana game? Because we yeah, we, we did should. we did the radio post game show. Yeah. You guys, Connor, you and Derek and uh, Jerry Ramsey, you, you guys were in the locker room. Yes, sir. And so we didn't actually get to have this observation live on the podcast, so I guess we should go ahead and say it. Let's but hear it. You, Derek, and uh, Jerry, Jerry was texting us while we were on the radio saying, oh, they're taking a little bit longer to open up the locker room. Yeah, they were. And it's notable just because this Thunder team is really quick in the locker room. Yeah. Mo- most times not. They, uh, we talk to Billy, we come, we come out, we go right into the locker room, we boom, 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 and then we're out in like 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And apparently it was, you know, it made a little sense. They were eight, and, uh, they lost to Indiana, hard-fought game, couldn't come up uh, in the 
closing minutes. Eight and 12. Frustrations, frustrations are starting to set in. But you also, you guys also talked about how you heard some shouting, heard some stomping around, yep, leaving yep. the locker room. Out in the hallway was, uh, you, could, you could hear a little bit of noise coming from the locker room. And of course, people start to throw around the rumors immediately. Uh, a lot of people were uh, hypothesizing that Chris Paul was probably the one leading some sort of uh, some sort of argument going on in the locker room, and then we find out today, just a couple hours before the game starts, that Deontay Burton is going to be serving a one-game suspension, which he served during this game, uh, for some conduct that they said was detrimental to the team. So basically, something went down in that locker room last something, night. Something that kept did, us out. Something did go down. Um, I don't even really want to put it out there. Because it's it's going to die after like Deontay was suspended for a game. Yeah, it's going to he'll he'll come going, back. It'll everything's be fine. going to move on. Um, but I will say I asked Billy in the pregame availability about just his his responsibility as a head coach to navigate a team when they are starting to go through a phase of the season where the losses could potentially mount. Because that's when you get frustrations in the locker, and that's when you get frustrations in games where players start to play with emotion. They they don't adhere to a system, to an identity. They just do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And you can draw your own conclusions as to what type of player I'm talking about here. It really shouldn't be that hard because that player made a huge play at the end of this game. But he also contributed heavily to the Thunder blowing that 10-point lead because they were just going ISO all the time on yeah. offense. And it's on the Thunder to make sure that these emotions stay in check and they can continue to play the type of competitive basketball that they've been playing. But again... It's just something to keep an eye on um, because if they go on this this road trip and lose all of them, I don't know how this team is going to be able to handle it because like Billy told me in pregame, I think adversity shows you for what you really are. And just go through this roster, look at some of these players, where, the, where else they've been, what types of teams they've been on, and then come back to me. I mean, and that's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, the, the adversity is there, but honestly, the way that the Thunder responded tonight really looked like a positive to me. Uh, they easily kind of come out, and, you know, they're missing multiple guys that aren't maybe their star guys, but missing rotation players, Ferguson, Hami, uh, Deontay Burton, and so forth. They could have come out and just rolled over for this one. Mm-hmm. And they came out and had an incredibly hard-fought game. Even when the game looked like it was completely over, they fought their way back into it after a tough stretch where they blew a 10-point margin. And then when they came out in overtime, they really just stepped on their neck and dominated. And uh, I think I don't think we've mentioned the stat night, but the big one from tonight is that all, there were five Thunder players, four of the five starters, minus Nader. So, and Schroeder. And then Dennis Schroeder off the bench with 20-plus points. And that's the first time that a team has had that 20-plus points from five different players since 2004 in the whole NBA. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a huge night for a lot of different Thunder players. They were all stepping up. And uh, it was a really good team victory all around. It wasn't just one guy carrying. Multiple players stepped up and made big plays down the stretch. Yeah, and I think that kind of what you guys were talking about with adversity, that kind of symbolizes a good team as well, just because obviously things kind of got out of hand on Wednesday because that was a disappointing loss for them. And that's going to happen, especially on a roster full of professionals. They're grown men. They've been playing this. They're very competitive. That's how they got to where they are right now. Um, However, just the way they were able to turn around and kind of put that behind them and play a decent game it had like some different flaws and areas but like what game doesn't and so it was just kind of good that they were able to piece all of that together and like Connor was just talking about five different players really stepping up and contributing like that that was really big and Chris Paul didn't even know about that until Nick Gallo said something to him in um the locker room during post game he was like whoa like that's that's really cool I wish he would have just said oh that's neat 
Yeah, that, that's real neat. But, yeah, Chris was just – I mean, he was very um, complimentary of his team tonight. He was complimentary of Dennis. He said good things about Steven and just his um, very high basketball IQ. And so it was just – it's kind of awesome to see them kind of put that behind them, rally around themselves as a team tonight. And they were able to come back and get a really big win in overtime. So, honestly, hats off to them for being able to do something like that because not every, not every team can do that. And especially when you have guys with – I'm just going to say it – high egos, <laughs> you kind of have to – you have to kind of sugarcoat a couple of things, but not them. I thought they did good. And I think along with that, uh, Stephen Adams had his fourth good game in a row. He's, he's back on Because like we've, we've come from, I don't know if this is because of Jaleel Okafor and Jackson Hayes on the other end, to, he's wow, St- St- Stephen is taking down Cat, or at least matching Carl Anthony yeah. Towns, because Carl Anthony Towns at Had one point game. was out shooting the thunder from the three-point line by himself. Oh, man. And it was looking like, here comes a 40-point Carl Anthony Towns game. And the oh way the God. fourth quarter was going, it's like it's going to be because of that. And despite Stephen Adams having a pretty good game up to that point, it was going to be overshadowed by the fact that Carl Anthony Towns just is so is so much of an offensive monster over Stephen. It wouldn't it wasn't going to matter. But Stephen has another good game, and he's I think it's safe to say that he's not dealing with any injury because he's also I mean what was his free throw? He finished from free throw range was uh, four out of eight. So not too great from there, but he was 9 of 13 from the field. And he had a couple of really, like, athletic defensive plays where he rotated over and just was that imposing force of nature that he can be, yeah. jumping straight up in the air and blocking guys. He had one where he full-on just ate the ball, you know. He jumps into him and he yeah, grabs he the ball blocks. out of the air and tucks it under his arm. Stephen Abbs not really known for his, like, rim-protecting ability yeah, in terms of blocking shots, but he did, like, three or four tonight. He looks solid. Yeah. He, guys, he even took a three-pointer attempt. He did. I that know. Was so <laughs> awesome. The left corner missed it. But I was yeah. so. I mean, I don't. That looks good. Let's say something really loud. Oh, good. Let's say hello to the OKC82 people. Hello. That's Maddie and Joe. Goodbye. Good night, guys. Those are our friends. Yeah, you can listen to their podcast later too. But yeah. Ours first. Thunder buddies. Ours first. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, what were we <laughs> no, talking so about? Stephen. Stephen. So Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. Fourth good game in a row. I think it's safe to say he's not dealing with anything, and he's the type of player that we've grown accustomed to seeing until and I'm not hoping this happens but until he gets another nagging injury I mean at this I, point it's safe to assume he'll probably get one just because of his style play sure and because that's his in that's his history and because he's a huge dude yeah, yeah it's he's hard all, to carry around that much yeah injury. that's a lot of body to carry around and you look at these Seriously. big centers they always are dealing with um, injuries regardless of their age just because they're big guys they play a tough game both mental and physical and I mean Billy Donovan has said it multiple times when referring to Steven Adams throughout the years is that he does a lot of the dirty work for this team that people don't necessarily recognize right off the bat uh, just because he's a big guy and he has to take a lot of that responsibility into his own hands. He does a good job because it, he makes it look somewhat effortless, but he gets beat and banged up down there, guys. So I, oh, sure. I agree. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he has another one of these nagging injuries pretty soon here. I mean, we definitely got to enjoy it while we can, though. This uh, this looks like some vintage, pe- almost peak Stephen Adams these last few games. And what do you have, 22? Yeah, he finished with uh, yeah 22 on the offensive end, 11 yeah. boards as well, four four blocks and on really good shooting. Uh, he was he was really a tank down there, and uh, in large part because the Thunder are setting him up to succeed. Uh, from the very, very beginning of the game, they've done this the last few games, which co- not coincidentally, he has had some of his best games of the season. Mm-hmm. Very early on, they're pushing the pick and roll heavily at him. Uh, in this game, I, I kind of thought was thinking about it coming in, so I kept track of it. And eight of their first ten possessions, they at least some at some point in the play involved the pick and roll with Stephen Adams, yep. and they use multiple different ball handlers with it. He runs it with Shea, he runs it with Danilo Gallinari, he runs it with Chris Paul, and just rolls hard to the rim. And they were able to find him early and often. 
Uh, I think he started off with six quick ones early in the game and then just kept going from there. So they've really figured out that, like, even against guys that are higher level than, you know, the Ja Okafors and we were just trashing on the Pelicans, but the yeah, Jackson I mean, the, the Jackson They're, ba- they're the just a bad basketball yeah, team. They deserve it. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they might know. be good someday, but maybe, they're bad right maybe. now. But um, I think thematically this season, and I've said it a handful of times on this podcast, one of the main problems for the Thunder is when they find themselves in a close game, they just don't have a guy, at least yet, on this team that can match an opponent, whether it's a, a single opponent or an entire team. And it's always happened in the third quarter where the opponent comes out hot and the Thunder's offense stagnates, but they still don't have the go-to guy to go just go bail us out and we'll regroup in the fourth quarter. It happened against Indiana, though, the opposite of that, because Danilo Gallinari matched the paces of the third up. quarter. He had 14 up. points in the third quarter. If that didn't happen, if Gallinari just had a below-average third quarter, the Thunder aren't even in the fourth quarter in that Pacers game. Yeah, but no. they were they were allowed to be in it because they had a guy match them. And tonight it was a handful of guys. I mean, Stephen Adams, like we already highlighted, they all stepped uh, Chris up. Paul had thirty points, thirty plus points tonight. Dennis Schroeder hit some big shots and played some pretty pesky defense. Oh, he was he was all over. He had a, a couple plays where he would get a bucket and then pick him yeah. up full court and just oh, yeah. bother the hell. He was out all of, over uh, Jeff Teague yeah. tonight. Yeah, I Jeff appreciated Teague, it. Jeff Teague had thirty points at the end of the third quarter and it was on eleven of thirteen shooting, which by the way shows you how much this Thunder team misses misses Terrence Ferguson and Hami Diallo to try and check those guards when yeah. they're having when they're getting in a rhythm bother them but in the fourth quarter he Dennis Schroeder stepped up and uh, Jeff Teak only had two more points and Dennis can be a good defender if he tries Definitely. if he's engaged he can be a good defender because he's aggressive and he will pick up full court but the other guy we haven't even mentioned that helped especially in the third quarter when the Thunder just lived at the free throw line and they actually outscored the uh, Timberwolves 41-39 Shagildas Alexander, this oh, was his was bounce huge. back game. Mm-hmm. He was huge. Yeah, he, he had was a really good game. 12 of 12 from the free throw line. I believe 12 free throws is his career high uh, yeah, as an NBA it player. Is. Um, he he just looks so much more comfortable coming off coming off of screens, picking his spot, picking his spots for shots. He didn't look like he was trying to force the issue. He got to the rim really early and nope. hit a, a nice uh, turnaround under the uh, under the basket uh, lay in. After that, he just looked much more comfortable. He needed a game like this. And I know Billy, every time we ask about certain players, he always doesn't want to talk about their scoring. But at the end of the day... He needs to score for this you, team. Like, Shea needs to score for this yeah. team. If he doesn't score, the Thunder are going to be hard-pressed. Well, he doesn't need to drop 30. Well, but he, he, needs to, <laughs> he needs to be scoring 18-plus at least if the Thunder consistently want to win games. Yeah, He had a good bounce-back game tonight, and you hope that that springboards him into getting back to the player that we mm-hmm. saw in the first 10 games. Because uh, up until tonight, he was averaging, what, 15 points on... I think he was averaging about the 12 or 13 field goals, and that's just not enough from your second-best offensive player yeah. in terms of perimeter ability. Yeah. I mean, he only had to put up 13 field goals tonight. He managed to go 8 of 13, and then all those buckets at the line got him up to 29 points on the night. Huge third quarter, or huge th- second half from him, but most importantly, in overtime. He looked like he was that guy that could be a closer for the Thunder. That big but, three in overtime was, like, that that was, was huge. huge. That's yeah. going to be something that I'll, I'll probably – bookmark in my head because if he keeps having good games it's going to be because that shot was huge yeah he can make those plays and his rhythm so we'll see if that carries over most definitely i mean early on in the game you saw a a couple different plays where he had kind of a semi-open three off of a swing pass and multiple times he would pump fake off of it and move the ball because or he would or he would attack off the dribble uh he mentioned afterwards when someone brought that up that he was really just trying not to force his threes too much but i do think that he was doing a really good job of focusing early on of getting to the rim 
him, focusing on the things that he knows he's really strong at to get himself back in a rhythm. And then later in the game, once he'd established that, he was able to get his buckets and you know mm-hmm. now they're in the game and they need someone to step up. He just uh, looked extremely confident out there, hit a nice step back jumper, finished at the rim and then knocked down. His one three-point attempt came in overtime and it was just a bucket that kind of sealed the win for the Thunder. Oh no, for sure. And he he's not oblivious to how he he's kind on. of like, I don't want to call it like a decline, but it kind of has been, especially just it like how dips. he started. Yeah. yeah, they're just dips. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not like a bad thing because this season, I still want to say the season's young. It's still the start of December. I mean, it's not into, you know, the months where people are kind of panicking about playoffs and, like, what's going to happen next. And, I mean, honestly, I, I agree. I think this was a really big game for Shea to come back to gain a little bit more confidence. I think he is – I mean, that's kind of the best way to evolve in this game is you do go through rough spots. And I don't even think his rough spots were too terrible – uh, but now he's just learning from it. He's getting stronger. He's evolving as a basketball player, and now he looks good again. So we'll see if that can last for him. I really do think it can just because of what he's been able to prove to Thunder fans as the season started. Now we need to throw Madison under the bus. Oh, boy. I love being thrown under What'd the bus. What'd you do? Well, what didn't I do? Well, what do you think I'm going to talk about? <laughs> Turtlenecks. Yep. Yes! Uh, so, Madison. So Danilo <laughs> Gallinari, who didn't get to talk to the media tonight because he just – he didn't do anything overtly spectacular tonight. He just had a good Danilo Gallinari game where he scored yeah. twenty points. I don't know why. I don't know. Natural. I don't know why we didn't get to talk to him. I didn't even ask uh, the Thunder PR if we were going to talk to him. I just assumed we were, and that's my fault. Uh, but he was wearing a turtleneck. He was. And so I like forcibly said Madison, like right, I was like, like what? right in the locker room, and I was like, look. And she saw, and she's like, I, I see. And I was like, ask him about it. Ask him about it. Oh, and then Madison, Madison froze. I, <laughs> she was like, no. I couldn't Madison Morris, professional it. sports media lady, Come who's on. asked thousands of questions. She got scared. I, I, want to, I really did want to ask him about it. My only thing holding me back was that Danilo, he's more he's kind of a soft-spoken person. He's still new to the Thunder. I and don't know serious. how long he's going to be oh, here. Yeah, he takes serious. his job very seriously. <laughs> he doesn't really joke around <laughs> with people. And so I was so scared that me just being like a young female, walking up to him and asking him about his turtleneck after a very intense overtime game, he'd just be like, the hell like are why doing? are you wasting my time i want to go home no he's a fashionable man i'm sure he would have appreciated i think he would a question have a pointing out his fashion i mean yeah i kind of just wanted to be like hey like i like the turtleneck i don't know if you know about my turtleneck gang but, but you are join. very high For up sure. in like yeah you're very high up there so yeah. you should be proud you know sorry we're talking to chesapeake people right now podcast listeners okay. we're almost finished thank you just get over there now yeah. We only need a couple more minutes. Um, but anyway, yeah. I guess we could just go ahead and wrap her up. We've been talking a little bit. Let's wrap it up like a Jimmy hat. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, what was the final score again? I already thought. 139 to 127. 139 to 127 in overtime, y'all. Enjoy the wins while they happen because yeah. it ain't going to last. It's going to oh, be fun, though. So, thanks on. for listening to this episode of the OKC82 podcast from Chesapeake. Yeah, Connor Boomer. loves you guys. Boomer sooner. Yeah, yeah okay. And we're, we're leaving. Goodbye. <laughs>